Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a side dose of humour along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four. I want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood. Mama Matters is a podcast by Lenny Rose Active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes. I guess we're going to be talking about obstetric tens and it's actually been used since the 1970s to help treat pain during labour so it's not as new as we might think. It's ultimately it's a form of pain relief which doesn't require medications. Welcome ladies, welcome back, episode 19. Today we have the beautiful Catherine Bequee, who is a physiotherapist in the women's health realm, a mother of three herself, and she has recently launched uh, her business into the online space with uh, a beautiful product called Fitness Mama. And so what Fitness Mama does is it gives you a roadmap to help you to prepare, recover, take on the new chapter of life at your own pace that is the pregnancy to motherhood journey and she's got so many amazing essentials for confident pregnancy and the afterbirth experience that you deserve so really excited to chat to Kath today with her wealth of knowledge and specifically around the topic of tens for labor and also a little bit into the postpartum period as well so as you know we are all about arming you with education knowledge and confidence to go into the pregnancy birth and motherhood journey uh, with all the tips and tricks of the trade and TENS is a really great yeah one of the, the great tools that you can add to your toolbox as a, a potential thing that you might want to use throughout labor and after birth so without further ado let's get into the nitty-gritty with the beautiful Kath. Thanks so much for joining us, Kath. Hi, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so excited. We're just talking about the impending launch of your own podcast. So a super exciting time. <laughs> oh, I know. It's a crazy times, right? Like when it records. <laughs> what better time than, well, it's probably almost past it unless you're in Victoria. Um, <laughs> COVID to, uh, you know, to put pen to paper and, and get behind the mic. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think there's been a huge avalanche of podcasts lately, haven't absolutely, there? Absolutely, <laughs> but better, better time. Yeah, no better time. <laughs> so today we're talking about tens in labour and we'll kick just straight off with, uh, if you can just explain to us what is tens and why is it used in labour? Yeah, great. So TENS stands for transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. So it is a bit of a mouthful, which is why we tend to often shorten it to TENS. And you may have heard it being, it's used for, it's been used for ages to treat back pain, arthritic pain, sometimes period pain as well, sports injuries. So it has been used for some time but I guess we're going to be talking about obstetric tens, and it's actually been used since the 1970s to help treat pain during labour. So it's not as new as we might think. It's ultimately it's a form of pain relief which doesn't require medications. So for it's a handheld battery operated device, which it's got these cords that connect to electrodes that you then stick on your back, and it sounds freaky because. It delivers low-level electrical impulses to the electrodes, but really that just 
is saying it's transmitting a bit of a tingly sensation to your back, like pins and needly sensation, which some women find really useful as a form of mm, pain relief. I def- I've used it one time. No, two times actually. No, maybe twice. Yeah. So good. <laughs> but I had it up so high it was like yeah. a muscle a muscle stem as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one of the key things with the obstetric tens is that it's got the boost button. And I, I remember having that boost button permanently on towards the end of mm. my labor when mm. I was pushing, you just, you can switch it. So mm. it's always on. And then about five minutes after I'd given birth, I suddenly became aware of this weird <laughs> sensation and it was still the um, tens <laughs> at full bore. So good. <laughs> yeah. So it's not painful. It's, it's a really weird um, sensation to describe. As I said, it's like a pins and needly, tingly sensation which is said to override the pain signals to the brain. So it can be described as uncomfortable, especially when that boost button is pressed during contraction. But generally by that stage, you've got the discomfort of the contraction. So this helps to override the discomfort of the contraction, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're overriding one pain with a discomfort it's basically sensation. basically just confusing so, the brain really, isn't it, with a different input? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's overriding those pain signals to the brain. It's like if you were to step on a nail, you would probably rub your foot and to, and that subconsciously you're trying to override those pain mm. signals to the spinal cord and brain. And just like if your child falls over and hurts their leg, you'd probably just rub their leg and that's what you're actually doing is helping to reduce their pain by rubbing their sore spot so it's quite interesting we do it unconsciously without even realize what we're doing mm. yeah, smart yeah <laughs> yeah so and it's one of those things it's it's a nice extra a tool to the toolkit so to speak we not all women find it effective but some women just swear by it. So in terms of the literature about the effectiveness mm. of TENS during labour, unfortunately it's a bit patchy. There's not a great quantity of mm-hmm. research about TENS. Where there's been re- research to show it doesn't have an effect on the length of labour. It doesn't have an effect on whether other interventions are required. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem to affect the need of an instrumental delivery like forceps mm-hmm. or vacuum mm-hmm. or anything like that. And it's and it's safe for the baby and mum, which is really great. What about, does it it's, tend to, what is it, does the literature say anything about, you know, reducing the incidence of epidural or sort of other pain-relieving, I guess, options where TENS is used? Yeah, I haven't seen much in terms of the comparison Mm. between the different pain-relief options. There's evidence that TENS Mm -hmm. is popular and there's evidence to show that once a woman's used TENS once, she's also more likely to use it again mm. twice or for subsequent childbirths. And I think that's a test. Oh, definitely. Itself. Like it, it does feel amazing. So it depends on what sort of type of birth you want there. Like I think my first two, I found it really great. But then by the third time, I felt like it interrupted my hypnobirthing a little bit. By the third time, yeah. I was like, nah, I'm really going to go all in with the hypnobirthing and, you know, try to do it without the tens. And instead I just had my husband doing like mm. the most intense squeeze on my shoulder, <laughs> which he still complains about <laughs> his hand falling off. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> How funny. I was having a chat to a hip, um, someone from Hypnobirthing Australia. Just um, She had her baby about three, four weeks ago and she actually used TENS and she's a mm. hypnobirthing mm. practitioner. So I think I've used TENS, but I certainly didn't use it combined with hypnobirthing. Mm. Do you think you, you don't think you could have oh, combined it? I definitely it? did combine it and, like, I've had three amazing births. I felt the, that, you know, with hypnobirthing, you're obviously trying to get into that really deep meditative state and having an additional confusing sort of external signal, although I, it is fantastic for pain relief, I found that it was hard mm. to get in. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I was in the car in transit both yeah. times when I was using it. So I think it was very, very yeah. good in that instance. <laughs> uh, the third time yeah. around, I wasn't in the car in the midst of, you know, full on labor. So perhaps yeah. that was also a factor. <laughs> well, that's right. And I guess that's the thing, isn't it? We don't know how labor's going mm. to unfold. And we don't know what we might, especially if it's your first labor, you don't know what you mm. might need. So it's just one of those things. If you've got, some, yeah, if you've got that toolkit available, then you can pull out whatever it is that is working for you mm. at the time, whether or not it's the calm birthing or hypnobirthing or your TENS or medications or whatever it may mm. be. So it is quite interesting. And the other thing with TENS is there's uncertainty that whether or not TENS does relieve pain or whether or not it, it helps because it's taking the woman's mm. focus away from the pain and it's increasing their sense of control mm. during labour. I think... That power of the button, <laughs> that boost button, is pretty amazing. It's You don't have much control during labour and that ability to press that button when a contraction mm-hmm. occurs I think can help to provide a lot of women with that yeah, with that, a little bit of a sense of control. Mm, definitely. I know. I remember like, I took it off to get in the shower and because my midwife was like, why don't you get in the shower for a bit? And I was like, no, 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 I can't take it off. And then I got in the shower <laughs> and, was, and then I was like, no, no, no. The shower was so amazing because, again, it was like a, a, a firm, prickly, hot, needly yeah. kind of sensation, which was similar to the tent. And so, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree yeah. with having, you know, trying a, a variety of things or knowing, you know, you know, giving yourself a list of, you know, five, eight, ten things that you can try do have that list to pull from that's a really good tip yeah Mm, yeah and the other good thing about tens is you don't have to stick with tens if it's not working you take it off and you Mm. try the next thing Mm. so you know whether it's shower or medications or whatever it may be there's it's just I guess that's one of the advantages is that it It doesn't doesn't require medicines or injections and you can then use it if it's not working for you, you can then use it. it. <laughs> so when uh, is it appropriate and are there times when you would sort of say it's not recommended or someone's not able to use TENS? Good question. So I guess we've talked about some of the advantages. It doesn't require medicines. It gives you some control over the pain relief. And the other one we didn't talk about is that you can still move around mm. with it. Unlike an epidural, uh, yeah, you can still move around with your TENS machine and be quite active. So there is no harm to you or the baby and it can be used at home during early labour is another advantage. But the disadvantage is it doesn't work for everyone. It can't, as you said before, it can't be used in the bath or shower because because it's an electrical Mm. device. You don't want to be getting into water with it. But having said that, as what you did, you can take it off have your bath or shower, and then you can dry yourself and put it back on again. Hopefully so, very quickly in between um, surges or contractions. contractions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's thought, it's thought to be very safe. 
but it shouldn't be used on any open wounds or skin irritations. And some people with sensitive skin might find, I haven't heard this, but it is a risk that you get sensitivity around the mm-hmm. electrodes. It shouldn't be used while driving, but hopefully you're not driving yourself when you're in labour. <laughs> hopefully you're not driving yourself to hospital. It shouldn't be used if you've got a pacemaker or a cochlear implant or if you've got epilepsy mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On some other ones, I think before about 37 weeks of pregnancy, you shouldn't be using it and you shouldn't put it on if you're not in labor i think you can try it out at a low dose but don't get it cranking mm. if you're not yeah. in labor yeah fair enough <laughs> okay yeah. and so what are your top tips if someone was to you want to use tens can you give us some top tips on how to sort of successfully integrate tens into your labor prep slash birth plan <laughs> yeah for sure i guess the first one it sounds silly but make sure it's an obstetric tens i i've heard of one woman who got given a tens by a well-meaning family member and then once she, once she was in labor she then realized it wasn't an obstetric ten, so <laughs> that's not what you're after. So you do want that obstetric tens with a boost button is the first mm. big one. You need to become familiar with it. They are all slightly different. There are different types out there. And the last thing you want to be doing is going into labour at two or three o'clock in the morning and fumbling around trying to work out where to put the electrodes, how to turn mm. it on and all the rest. So before you're even in labor, have a little practice run, learn how to turn it on, turn it off, and just know where to put the electrodes. And they, they, they usually have a bit of a quick start manual. So yeah, definitely practice. Well, I guess the other tip absolutely is to use it early in labor because the women I have heard, a lot of them that find it isn't as effective are those that use it a bit later in the labor. So perhaps they didn't use it at home, they took it to the hospital with them and then when they're further down the track they decide to put it on but at that stage sometimes it's a bit Mm. late so become familiar with it put it on as soon as possible and the other thing is if sometimes labors are long I only ever had really short labors but I have also heard that the electrodes if you're sweating and let's say you've been in labor for 24 Mm. hours I believe the electrodes can become a bit slippery and slidey so you might want to have some sports Mm. tape or some sort of tape to just tape the electrodes Mm -hmm. on if they start to become a bit slippery and slidey okay so some of the machines i believe in l10s plus can actually also time your contractions and i can i think this is a great little tip to know because i remember i had my obstetric tens in one hand and then I had my phone with the app that was timing my contractions in the other hand and so both my hands had something in them so I think if you you can attach your tens machine via a clip to whatever clothes Mm. you're wearing and whenever you push the button it will automatically time your contractions which is I think a really nice feature of a tens unit if that's what you get Mm. and then the other tip for getting a tens machine it sounds silly, but I think you should consider the higher period. So often the higher period is only four or eight weeks. Do you remember what you had? I just, no, it was only a couple of weeks. I literally like desired a week before I, I went into labor early every time. So, um, uh, mm. and then I think I just gave it back straight away. Like, yeah, but. I remember for the first one, it was a four week higher period. And I remember getting to about 37 weeks and I wasn't, I didn't know if I was going to go early or late, my first pregnancy. 
And I remember thinking, okay, four weeks, if I go 10 days late, you're trying to do the maths. You don't want to get it too early. You don't want to get it too late. And I remember thinking, this isn't great because I'm having to worry about when to get a TENS machine. So I think if you can get an eight-week higher period, it just takes that. There's enough enough to think about with pregnancy, mm. I think, without having to worry about your TENS unit and having the right higher period and making sure you can keep it for as long mm. as you need. So, or if it is a four-week period, make sure it's okay to return late and all the, all the rest. So just the practical Yeah, aspect. I definitely agree with that um, because uh, the other sort of side of that coin is that, you know, you'll, you'll be given a due date, but I'd pre- a baby can come anytime within a four- to five-week period, really, and then, it, you know, it might not even come in that <laughs> You might you might be in the sort of outlying yeah. early or you know Absolutely. I like to call it a due month. I don't um, really ever tell people my due date because I feel like it's mm. uh, then there's a lot of pressure. So yeah, I it's think a very good tip to to get it early and try to have a, a decent higher period. I think you know four weeks probably isn't enough because you don't know when you're going to go into labour most of the time. <laughs> Absolutely, and you just do not need to be worrying about returning your tennis mm. machine. <laughs> you don't want an extra thing to worry about. Definitely. All right. Well, that's so helpful. Thank you so much, Kath. Wealth of you know information and tips there for for all the ladies out there. Oh, <laughs> great! Fun. And uh, hopefully, we'll be reversing the tides shortly. <laughs> Look forward to listening to your your podcast yeah. coming up. <laughs> So I hope you found that useful and some illuminating information around the use of TENS for labor. And, you know, as we alluded to throughout the conversation, having you know, the, the more tools and sort of things you have to draw on uh, to help you through labor and delivery, you know, the better you're going to go through that beautiful transition. <laughs> so you can find Kath over on Instagram at fitnessed underscore mama, and you can find her on the web at fitnessmama m-a-m-a dot com you can also get a great discount on some tens for labor hire through bliss birth and you can get 15% off by using the code fitnessmums so f-i-t-n-e-s-t-m-u-m-s and get 15% off so yeah always hoping to just help make that journey that transition that little bit more uh, confident and knowledgeable and yeah if you love what you're listening to please give us a shout out on your socials with the hashtag mama matters you can also just screenshot the episode that you're listening to and tag us in your stories at Lenio's Active. We'd love to know uh, what you're loving and what you're listening to and anything else that we can help to sort of drive the content that really serves you. So we'll chat again soon, ladies. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lenny Rose Active, Australian-owned, three-times mum and physiotherapist-designed luxe, active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey. You can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on Instagram at Lenny Rose Active.